Shalom, Balance, Paradise, all back in the building. One more game. And as you can see, we got another special guest with me, continuing on with the Houston series. The uh, one and only Donny Houston, producer, podcaster, DJ, and uh, a host of other things. Uh, what do you do, sibling? What's up, man? What's going down? Chilling like a villain, my. Yeah, yeah, man. Thanks for having me, man. Honest, you're most welcome. It's a, I'm doing the rounds, my. I'm doing the rounds, so we're gonna we're gonna have a as, as you've been seeing, we're gonna have a lot more of the um the Houston legends and the people the people who help create the sound as well. Not so <coughs> so much the artists, but we're gonna try and get into some of the label owners, uh, production engineers, and stuff. So, hence we got Danny on. Yeah, no, to kick this year off. For sure, for sure. So what's up, man? What's going down? What's up with you? So How's everything over there across the water, man. Interesting times, sibling, man. As you as you don't know, man, it's, uh, it, this is un unprecedented times. Um, I think we're just doing the best we can, uh, the best that we can do. You know, keeping faith in the Most High, and you know, just trying to be as as diligent and as safe as possible, um, without you know buying into too much fear mongering which is being produced a lot on the mainstream media yeah, outside yeah, of that everything is everything sibling we're here we're doing the thing you heard <laughs> for sure for sure so so let, let, let's get let's get into the mind let's get into the mind um let's let's go back let's go back i, I, I take it are you a um a, a texas native or have you moved uh, nah, man, born and raised, man, Houston, Texas, man. Okay, so um, so so start it off. So so growing up, what what part of, what part of um of Houston was, was you um did you grow up in? I uh, mean, I grew up on the south side, man, uh, Harm Clark. I mean, neighborhood called Broadwick inside Harm Clark, but it's all on the south side. Though. Okay, okay, and um, and what kind of era we're talking? We're talking, we're talking seventies. We're talking eighties. When you, uh, when 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 you? Nah, were... this is nah, this is nineties. Okay, 90s. okay, yeah. So you your come up was was early nineties and stuff. Man, I mean, as far as me being a, a kid, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. For the most part, the nineties, you know. Okay, so 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 yeah. try. So, so paint a picture, sibling. What, so, in your area growing up, then what, what, what was, what were you doing? What, what, what were you getting into? Was you balling? Was you, was you looking to? Was you rapping? Like, what, 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 what was you doing? Uh man. Well, you know, for me, like it was, it was all basketball. You know, um, it was basketball up until I was like fifteen. That's when I got the turntables, and you know, that's when like it went from you know, getting turntables and people coming to my, my boys coming to my house and they're, they're freestyling and I'm DJing and, you know, we're making like little cassette tapes and things like that. But um, for the most part though, for the, for the majority of my childhood, it was a whole lot of basketball. You know, I was always listening to music, you know. Um, and then, you know, I was in a band in middle school, you know what I'm saying? Uh, playing the drums, playing percussion, you know, so a little bit of everything, xylophone, bells, uh, I did jazz band, you know what I'm saying, timpani, okay. drums, all that type of stuff. But um, as far as the neighborhood, though, man, it was just basketball. And when I was 15, that's when the, you know, the turntables and the music and all that kind of started. Yeah. 
Okay, okay. So musically wise, um, I mean, I won't put any words in your mouth, but I would imagine I can understand who your who your influences was. But paint that picture again. So who 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 was you um who was you listening to? Who was spinning heavy in in the uh, the early nine tray, for instance? Nineties <laughs> man. Well, you know, man, it was uh like Snoop. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a whole lot of like Death Row and, and Bad Boy. You know, as far as Houston, like to rap a lot of stuff, the Ghetto Boys and Scarface and and um and then of course you know once you know dj screw and all that came around a lot of screw tapes and freestyles and uh a little bit of everything man but i but i like all kinds of music though you know what i'm saying like i used to watch a lot of like like a lot of kids watch like x-men and shit like that like i watched some cartoons but more than anything like on saturday morning i'm probably gonna be watching like you know tv raps or you know what i'm saying uh BT or some shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Like I really was into into whatever. So whatever was coming on TV, whatever was coming on the radio, man, that's what I was listening to. So you just use as a a love with music. So as you say, it wasn't just rap orientated. Obviously, your your MTV raps was 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 a a pioneering force at that time. You know, bringing uh, the newest and latest hip hop at that point. But outside of that, MTV, you're gonna have, you know, your um. You Tracy Chapman's on there, you you know, you're gonna have your Madonna on there. So your musical genre was quite e- e- eclectic of sorts. Uh a, a little bit, but it was really a whole lot of like hip hop R and B and then my mom would play like soul music. So like a lot of Sam Cooke, Otis Red, and Aretha Franklin, Gladys Knight, Marvin Gaye, Al Green, mm. um, Bobby Womack, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Uh um and then my older sister, she would put me on, you know, that's who really kind of introduced me to hip hop. She was, you know, 15 years older than me. So she's putting me on like Run DMC, LL Cool J, Big Daddy Kane, Special Ed, um, okay. you know, all this, you know what I'm saying? So like my first cassette as a small, small child, like baby damn near, you know what I'm saying? It was Run DMC tougher than leather. My older sister got me that, you know what I'm saying? So uh, <laughs> yeah, that was like my first cassette. And then for me after that, like, but the next thing I did after that that I really, really remember was just, you know, seeing a G thing, and, you know, deep cover and like all them videos. Yeah. That was all my favorite shit. You know? the, the, the golden era, the golden era of, um, of music and entertainment was, uh, I would say, yeah. you could even beat it from the 80s, man. But I think the 90s, early 90s, off, that was that, you know, that 10 year kind of run. A lot of yeah. things were done, yeah. man. A lot of new sounds, a lot of new artists were breaking, and uh, a lot of different trends and pioneers ultimately. Because especially, especially where you're at, I mean, obviously, little jaded his thing. I mean, that was one of the the the, the, the first, the very first, very very first H Town rap I ever heard was South Park Cycle Gangsta Nip. Hmm. Yeah. And. That they changed. made it way over there. That's wild. Damn. Yeah, yeah my siblings. <laughs> as, I, as I've um, expressed before, it was it was hard to get. It was hard to come by. If you didn't know, you, you don't know. So you had to go and pre-order those things or specifically order them from Amsterdam and wait for them to be shipped over and stuff. But yeah, prior to that, it was, it was all East Coast, original flavor, as you say, run DMC, Brand new, you know, you know, everybody 
uh, Onyx, uh, a little yeah. bit of West Coast. But then my brethren, if you gave me that, gave me that South Park cycle. Then I think the next one I got was, um, what did I get? Seagram, Dark mm. Road. And after that, sibling, I was hooked. <laughs> Rap a lot. All day, every day. Then, then we started to search and say, okay, Houston, okay, rap a lot. And then we started hearing, seeing features. Okay, let's get that person's album. And then we get that person's album. We see a next feature on there. And it just spread and grew. That's what's up, man. That's crazy, man. Music just, man. I'm from H-Town the way over there. That's what's up. It's it's music. music. As you know, music is very, very powerful, man. And if you've got something to say and you're putting it out um people are going to soak it up especially within within the uk and europe we have a a very good appreciation of music especially um hip-hop because we're a little you know and as, as you know england and europe look to america for the scene and for the culture so you'll have a the the, the popular you know the mass who look for whatever's on the radio and then you get there's genres of people who, who are cool, you know, they'll dance to that stuff, but they want to hear some real stuff. They want, you know, they want the underground artists, <clears throat> the artists who aren't being promoted, the ones who are going to tell the stories like Scarface. I mean, for, for, for me, he's one of the, the best storytellers. Um, oh, man, definitely, man, definitely. Painting that picture. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, him and Ro, him and Ro, Zero, you know, they're, they're telling stories and I'm there. <laughs> I'm in the back seats. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So for you being a, a consumer and clearly a creative person, um, you know, being in a band and playing all of those instruments, I mean, going back to that, did you pick it up easy learning all of those different instruments? I mean, drums are, is pretty hard to learn from my recollection of playing trying to play such instruments so did you pick it up really easily or yeah i mean it was yeah for sure i i don't know it was it was really simple and then you know back then they didn't start you on drums so you had to learn um it was not a xylophone it's a um i forgot it might be like it's like a xylophone i forgot what it's called bells whatever the the chime them little chime things yeah, it's like a small ass xylophone, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So we had to learn those, you know what I'm saying? And then you got to do the drums. So it was just, you know, it was it was never it was never hard. And you didn't really have to read music. It was like reading like beats and I, I don't know, man. For me it just it, some it just kinda came easy. Like once I figured out, okay, this is what you're supposed to do, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? So, so um, you're, you you more picked it up on a internal and audio sense rather than actually reading the the, the sheet music and you know going. Well, no, 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 no. We, we I learned those sheet. Oh, okay. That's, that's how I learned. You know what I'm saying? Like in school, you you had to learn the sheet music, but it wasn't like you know it isn't. I don't know if you've ever taken music, but it's all written on the same type of like thing, mm-hmm. but it's not notes. I, I can't really describe it, but it's not notes. You're reading beats versus notes. But aside from all that, the shit just came easy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, when, it was time, when it was time for me to play drums, the shit came easy. When it was time for me to learn turntable, the shit came easy. When it was time for me to learn how to produce, 
after I figured out how to work the machine, this shit came easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just, I, it just kind of always, and I'm not saying that in a hairy one. I'm just saying, like, you know, everybody, everybody has that thing. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, it's always everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. There's something that you just gravitate to, something that's your niche, something that you just, mm. it doesn't take you long to, to learn. And that just happened to be my thing. You know what I'm saying? That's your art. That is definitely yeah. your art. So did that did that lead to I mean did you was you like playing at like um the proms and all that kind of stuff or like at sporting events and that kind of thing or was this more of a- um, yeah when I was like marching band, you know what I mean? Marching band we played the games and stuff like that and then like jazz band we have like little concerts and shit like that. Um mm. but yeah. So family wise, you say you've got what two other sisters? Uh, yeah, I'm an older sister and a younger sister. Yeah. Okay. If you got any brothers or anything like that? Nah. Okay. So you you were raised within that feminine energy then? Oh man, yeah. And I didn't even realize it until I got older. Like, God, mm. <laughs> well, it, it gives you a better appreciation for the, you know, you know. Oh, we, most definitely. Most definitely. You can understand, understand and understand how females, what females go through, what they do, et cetera, et cetera. So you can, you know, I'm pretty sure you navigate your, um, your relationships quite well in that respect based upon, you know, that, that um, upbringing. Um, yeah, for sure. for sure. So fast forward a little bit. So what were we doing? What were we doing to transform from doing live bands and DJing and stuff to actually doing production? How did we um, transition into that kind of angle? Okay, well, there was a whole lot happened. So like, you know, the band stuff stopped around like 10th grade. After 10th grade, that was my last year in band. Um, that summer was when I got the turntables. From there, I would DJ like, you know, just people would come to the house in the neighborhood. That was it. Um, and I went to college. When I went to college, maybe my third year, I think my third year, I brought my turntables to school. And that's when I kind of got into like recording mixes and had my own like, you know, makeshift studio or whatever. Mm -hmm. That led to doing like little college parties. Um, Even I think before that I was doing, you know, little gatherings here and there, maybe like weddings, nothing big, you know. And was this just um, after off just off words? Like, yeah, yeah, I know someone who can play at that yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean for real, my DJing for real, for real. Like even the contract I have to this day, like the first time I got into that type of stuff, that was college. Same, you know. So from there, man, I wanna say this is like two thousand let's just say 2004 or five, something like that. 2006 is when I get my first keyboard, Yamaha Motif 6. Learn how to use the keyboard. Um, and that's when I started making, that was me making beats, man, right there. So 2000 is when I got turntables, 2006 is when I got the keyboard. So what push? What what was what was the drive to get the keyboard? Was that just like a natural progression? You was like, I, I, I'm you know I'm cutting this up. Nah, nah. So okay, so what happened with that was, I had a friend of mine who went I went to college with, uh, Platinum Hands. He's a producer. Um, so Platinum Hands was a DJ. He was a little older than me, and he had the studio and everything before me in his apartment just before I got all my shit. So 
time passed on and he wasn't in school anymore. And one day I go to his house and he's in there making beats. He had a, um, a Triton, a Korg Triton keyboard. And so I'm like, man, what is this? He's like, man, it's keyboard, it's how you make beats. And like, I never had a real interest in making beats for real. I never, you know, not maybe nothing serious up until that point. Like I thought it was cool mm-hmm. and like, man, I like to do that, but not like a real, like I'm going to pursue this type thing. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, until I went to his house and even the beat he was making, it was cool. It was an original beat, but then he made, he pulled up another beat and it had a sample in it. And I didn't know that it was called a sample and you know, all this, but like, it was like immediately I remember it, like everything I loved in rap, every, you know what I'm saying? Like every classic for the most, you know, real yes. hip hop shit for the most part is based off a of sample. You know yes, simply. That was the, that was the connection right there. Now I'm telling you, 90s hip hop is what I, that was my thing. This is all night. Nice. What is Tupac mm-hmm. all about you and they replaying it? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, is Pete Rock, Pete Rock and CL Smooth and it's coming straight off the record. Either way, these are samples. You know what I mean? This is what, this was my thing on top of, like I said, my mom having that background and playing that soul music for me and all that that already connected me to some shit that I would pick up and a lot of stuff I wouldn't as far as like what the sample was and all that or whatever. But um, mm. he shows me this, the process. You take this record, you do this, 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 and I'm like, oh man, I got to get a keyboard. <laughs> and this is like, you know, it's 2005, six. So maybe 2005, you know what I'm saying? And uh, Kanye's out. That was my favorite producer. You know? Oh, is that uh, uh, the college dropout times, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was like the best thing to me at the time. So. His best work? That's his, in my opinion, others will disagree, but that's his best body of work to, that he's done. Everything it's else. It's, 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 I mean, it depends on any, any given day of the week, I might agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, nah, college dropout was shit, you know what I'm saying? I, I love the, the blueprint beats, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just Kanye was just the guy to me, you know what I'm saying? And so it connected that thing, like, oh, this is what Kanye is doing, you know? Um, and then boom, I just became interested, bro. Yeah, the rest was what it was. <laughs> okay, I, I, that makes sense now. That makes a lot of sense of how, you, you know, from DJing, to seeing the actual pro, um, process of how, as you say, production is done um, or a beat is made and then the sampling elements. And for me, the first time I saw that took place, it really got me interested into it. It really did. Um, and as you say, not really knowing, I mean, hearing the word, oh, or the term sampled and hearing, you know, problems with artists getting copyright issues and then you heard it but until you actually saw the process and you hear the actual track and oh that's the original beat and also 70 percent of the tracks that is uh, uh, are my favorite tracks have been produced with the sound okay this is all about the sample then ultimately yeah yeah and so you know that was that like to this day, that's still my thing. Like I made some original beats, but I just prefer to. I like to make shit I like. You know what I'm saying? So it's um, if I'm producing it, it's probably gonna have a sample. Or sometimes I like take it out and replay it, but it's based off a sample. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> the inspiration, isn't it? Sometimes you you, you know it's that inspiration and it's it's that it's that juice. Ultimately, it's that fluid, that bridge. Yeah. 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 
So you, you said, and I forgot to mention this, you, Harm Clark, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the, the great late Big Mellow, didn't he come from Harm, Harm Clark? Yeah, Big Mellow, uh, Big Steve. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Mafio as well? Yeah, Mafio, yeah, Mafio, Walshness, that whole thing. That's did all, you? Uh, that's all Harm Clark. So growing up, obviously, around there, did you see these figures around, and you know, the neighborhood uh, and stuff? Like, and, Big Mello went to my church, but I don't really remember seeing him. But, like, when he passed away, like, the funeral was at the church, and, like, you couldn't even, like, it was packed as hell. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, but, no, nah, I mean, I would see, like, different guys from, like, the Walsh Nest and stuff like that, like, riding around in slabs and shit like that. But, um yeah, I never saw, I never, I don't remember seeing Big Mellow if I did. So. Okay. And so outside of um, obviously moving around in, 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 in Houston, did you see like um, Slim and, and uh, Chameleonaire and the, the, the Plethor ESG? Did you see those mans out and about? Like, So, all right. So, I mean, as far as like growing up, I would never see Slim or Chameleon or Paul Wall because they were from the north side. And that was like, you know, we all one city, but that shit like two different cities. Oh, know, yes. Sometimes it feels like, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I didn't see Slim Thug until right before he signed, until like, as far as eras, like right before he signed to um, Neptunes and all that. Oh, shit. Like, yeah, like he had already had the Bentley and like he, he was actually out there with the Bentley and it was like mm-hmm. a crowd of people around him and shit. And it's like, who was that? I was like, oh, that's something. I'm like, oh, shit. That's something. <laughs> like, yeah, he is. He has a Bentley for real. Like, you know, like it, it was just cool to see him. You know what I mean? Like you hear about people and they, you know, you have these yeah. pictures in your mind and you see him. It's like, oh, this is him. Exactly how I yes. It was cool. And he's uh, and Slim Tug, he's quite he's he's tall as well, isn't he? Slim Tug. Yeah, and that was the thing. It was like a crowd of people, but he stood over these people. You know, it was a college event. Um, there was this, this is an event called Greek Olympia. I don't know if it's still going on, but like he used to go on to Texas A&M. And there was like all the Greeks from around different schools would come there, and it was just like real dope. You know, I mean, all a bunch of bad chicks, and like you know, it was a cool thing, dope ass party. It was just a good time. Yeah, and he was out there. He just happened to be out there. <laughs> right okay so Houston's clearly changed the scene's clearly changed as as talking to a lot of the um the other guests um what are the the, the major uh changes you've seen and what what if what if any are the uh the pluses that you can see from the changes well I mean changes from where to where because I mean Let's say, oh yeah, I know we got, we got. Let's let's say from, let's say from oh five, let's say from oh five. From oh five, well, um, I mean, it's no like, it's no stars in the city, and I don't mean that because you have Megan, you have Travis, um, you know these other guys, but you don't necessarily see them. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. they don't live here. Like when Slim and them was on and shit, they still lived in Houston. So you would see them like, you know, it was it was a different type of vibe it felt like. Like, it just felt like, man, the city was on. It doesn't necessarily feel like that now. Even though we got like Sauce Walker and, you know, people like that that are huge and still doing that thing. 
Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, it's it's different when I think uh, you have like major labels involved in your situations and all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, 05 really felt like to me. And again, I'm I'm way on the outside. I'm not involved in the music industry. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just somebody at home, like making beats and having aspirations of maybe you know working with a Slim Thug, but working with a Paul Wall or whatever one day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just my opinion from that, but. It just felt like like oh five oh six. It was like man, like Houston is on. Like people are looking at us as a city. Yes. We had a spotlight. You know what I'm saying? Like how Atlanta was running, and, and you know, you know, Florida had a run at one point. And, mm-hmm. You know, different people had that run. Like Houston had a real run, and it was solidified that this is Houston's time in 2005. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just not like that. Even though we still have people that are doing huge things, Megan's doing huge things. Uh, like I said, you know, Sauce Walker and Maxo, you know, everybody, everybody else, you know, have some cool situation. Don Tolliver. Um, it's just a, it just doesn't feel like that, though. Do you, well, as you've highlighted, people are moving away, um, and also the independence um, label or situations don't seem to be as prevalent. Um, it right. seems to be a lot more of the majors that are coming in and sucking the talent out um, and potentially tweaking the sound a little bit. Um, would you would you agree with that statement? Um, I wouldn't say the majors are tweaking the sound. I just think that because I used to feel like that. But the truth is, is that, I mean, you know, the music in 05 was influenced by music in the 90s. Music in the 90s was influenced by music in the 80s, and 70s, you know, mm-hmm. first you know, on and on and on, whatever. But um, these kids, you know, they were influenced, you know, still tipping this, that's throwback to them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, trap music is, you know, they trap music kids. Like, Jeezy's first album is like the chronic to me or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, when they really started getting into music. So yeah, yeah. it's not that it's being tweaked. It's just music has changed so much and become so one-dimensional uh, on the mainstream level in the last, you know, 15 or so years that this is just what it is. You know what I'm saying? But, okay. Okay, Danny, but do you, do you think the artists are driving the one-dimensionality of the content being purveyed? I don't, I don't even see, I don't even know if everybody sees it as one-dimensional because it's, it's a lot of them are, are sonically the musical sound the same, but the content may be different. You know, um, <sighs> sometimes. But yeah. it is, it, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you, still sonically, the music, you know, it's going to be 808, you know, sound like some trap, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't know, man. You know, I just think that the, I think for the most part that these are just a younger generation of kids. and They are just influenced by a different type of music. And on top of that, you know, when we were growing up, it sounded so differently. And so, you know, you say this is East Coast, this is West Coast. You, you know, I can't do it. Yeah. East Coast, West Coast mix now because... Shit, East yeah. Coast sound like Atlanta, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Or who, you know, whatever, whatever. But <laughs> you didn't have the internet. You were, you were only, you were, you were, you were stuck to whatever was around you for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, your average, your average kid from Texas was gonna be pretty much bound to, you know, the shit that they hear on the radio. You know, whatever's coming out around them, as far as you know, if it's UGK or if it's Ghetto mm. Boys or. You know, if it's something that maybe may that may come out of Louisiana or something like that, but for the most part, it was going to be like that. And I think 
you know, the internet just opened up the world so much to where you lose a lot of that. You know what I'm saying? You were right. No, I think you're right in regards to the the internet did play a, a big role. It it opened and gave it, like for for me, for instance, I'm 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 a I'm a classic example of that. Um, as soon as I, I, I harnessed the power of the of the of the internet in the early thousands and realized, hey, actually, I can use Barnes and Noble and this company called this strange company called Amazon, which I've never heard of. Um, you know <laughs> I'm, I, you know I'm Barnes and Noble I'm thinking I can get CDs from Barnes and Noble what on earth is this place and I was purchasing my Kingpin Skinny Pimp my 3-6 Mafia my 3-2 Wicked um, Buddha Baby Rising Paradise for that brother um, you know and it was all via that means but it also showed the a very similar struggle in regards to you know the, some of the pain music that was brought out, but it also showed the regional very um, varied um, dialects number one and sounds, and that's what was so interesting for me. From you know for for fifteen plus well thirteen years growing up just listening to all East Coast music, you know Doggy, Slick Rick, and all that, and then hearing H Town, you know. Scarface, Terrorist, Dopey, Egypty, you know, hearing a, a total different sound, total different flavor, total different content, content. Then I hear horrorcore. Then I start hearing, you know, and I'm starting to see all of these and hear all of these different sounds. I start hearing Memphis and Three Six Mafia in them. I was thinking, okay, yeah. you know, I love yeah. the sound, total, and the production, you know, DJ Squeaky and all that. It was just crazy to hear the the, the variants. And for me, the richer sounds won battle. And the more I listened to the South and the underground people, the less I started listening to um, the East Coast. So that was my kind of musical journey um, via the, the power of the internet and the power of people doing their regional thing, not thinking how regional it's going to be, but it making that global impact. Yeah. Yeah, nah, I, I don't know, man. Um, it's just different times, man. It's just different times. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you see, I mean, I've asked quite a few people this, do you see um, a, 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 a maybe more coming together of some of the um, the cliques and the clans and the crews and some of these, these big names to, to form some of these superpowers again? Uh, what you mean, like a what? Like, uh, give me an example. Like, uh, like, like maybe Cam coming back and doing something with Paul. Hmm. Um, I don't think that'll happen. Well, because Cam's no. in such a different place now. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just think, yeah, I mean, you gotta think like. He's doing tech and doing very well. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Listen, simply, you'd listen. <laughs> I know that for sure. Um, but as you say, you know... Be, when, I would love to see it, though. It would be cool to see. You know. mm, mm. Everyone has their love and their, um, you know, and ha finds their, you know, a, a passion. And clearly, at, well, at some point, you know, this, this music dying was, was a, a big passion. He's, he's dived headfirst into 
uh, the various ventures he's doing, especially within the tech and, and the apps and stuff. Um, but as you yeah. say, from from a stand, fans standpoint, and you know, we I just think we did we we need to hear some of that some of that that source again, some of that real H town. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Because I, I I tried to don't get me wrong, I tried to listen to some of the some of the new stuff, but it, I don't know. It, uh, the, the beats are cool. Don't get me wrong, the beats are always cool. Um, it's just the content, man. I just don't really. I, maybe I'm just getting too old or something. <laughs> I can't relate to some of the content that they're talking about. You know. Yeah. No. I mean, it's 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 just different. Like I said, it's a different influence. Like. You know, the, the 90s artists were influenced by, you know, 80s, 70s. So it wasn't even hip-hop. It was just content. Mm-hmm. It was an influence. Again, these are trap babies. Like, Jeezy first album is probably a lot of the, you know, these kids remember, like, first hearing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you got to think about hip-hop from, so you're talking about 2005 on up. And like 2005 was like really like the shift, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's when shit really started to shift in the way that it is now. And I think the individuality. I mean, I think that's that 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 plays a big part. Most a lot of people don't want to have that 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 individual sound. That it's it's like the only way to come out now is to 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 have a sound which is kind of, you know harmonious to what everybody else is doing you know so you've you've got three different artists on one track and you don't know who the hell's on whatever (laughs) you might be able to if you really if you really listen and know who what artist is or they might have like a a little phrase that might say oh it's that person because they always say that kind of thing the 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 key to and this isn't just rap this is this is music across the board most most people and to stand out the only thing was to do was to what be different be original um but it seems i don't know do you think that people are reluctant to do it because they stand out too much to be individual these days no i really i really just honestly think that i mean it's just a different generation man and it's like you know what what used to matter didn't doesn't anymore you know what i'm saying like it was stuff that was done in the nineties that you didn't do in the eighties. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, I just think it just, you know, it just changes and this is literally just a it's just a different generation, man. And I and I felt and saw things the way that I think you think and see them, you know what I'm saying, for a long time. Mm. But I think it really is at the end of the day, it's just, man, these kids are different. You can't blame them for not knowing. Like it took me to work with younger artists, you know, 10 years younger than me to, to to play certain shit and they not know what it is. You know, they're hearing, you know, certain snooperings for the first time, you know, or or, or, or even knowing that, you know, some something that somebody they may have loved at the time when what they were doing at that time, they were doing this or sounded like this, you know, 10, 15 years ago or whatever the case, you know. It's just not a lot of education, man. Like, a lot of these kids just ain't being taught, you know what I'm saying, no different. So it's like, all right, they eat whatever they being fed. And, yeah. you know, what they be what they being fed is, you know, a lot of the same stuff, man. So That's a good point. Well, That's a good point. It's a it starts from from foundational um 
teachings or hearings i mean as you said um, you might be a the younger brother or you know getting into a car and you hear uh you know a fat pat top chop chop and you're thinking yo yo what's this and you know right. yeah it's this yo here's the cd have a look at it da, da, da. but no one has that real kind of influence because i'm <laughs> i'm finding a lot these days like um people um who are maybe in their 30s and 40s don't necessarily listen listen to the older older music now and they're quite uh really involved in this youth movement and they'll <laughs> dress like children and you know talk like children and play game you know the music like with the children them so they're you know their own father is listening to the same music as their son and they're talking the same and they're dressing the same and stuff so you know what how would he know about you know who's dj screw is right and that's what i'm saying i mean that's like for me like i'm in my 30s but I had my older sister. I had, you know, it just depends on. It just depends, man. Like everything, it just depends on on influence on how you know whatever you being, whatever you being put on, man. And a lot of people really just not being put on things to even think of anything different. You know what I'm saying? And at the same time, too, it's like these kids, like shit. Everybody got a smartphone. When I was riding with my mom or whatever, you know, shit, I had to listen to whatever she was playing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Which it wasn't really cool to me at the time, but it ended up being a lot of stuff I ended up sampling. Whatever. But these kids got their smartphones, they got their ear pods, they got, you know what yep. I'm saying? They mm-hmm. they do whatever they want. Oh, TikTok, this is what the kids doing on TikTok. Okay, let me find this song. Okay, now we listening to this. You know? Um, it's just different times, man. You know? It's- it's major distractions. It's it's and the, the crazy thing about it is, if we if if we look at it like this, if we and if we say it like this, I think it makes it gives a bit more power or more power. What you have in your hand right now, sibling, is a computer. Yeah, yeah. It's a computer which has the capability of flipping, making calls as well, and not just audio calls but video calls. But people don't, you know, they, they, they fail to realize that, that you've got power. You've got so much power in your, in, you know, in your pocket, in your purse, you know, wherever you want, you know, you carry that thing. A question before you'd maybe have to sort that out answer via going to someone with knowledge. Alternatively, you'd have to go to a library. You know, knowledge to obtain knowledge in the olden days, and I say that <laughs> in jest, was a journey. You know, it was a quest. You had a question. You had to go on a quest to get the damn answer to that. There, now, the, the information is at the touch of your fingertips. But people, <laughs> they've become also oh, so 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 lazy. It's like, why on earth would I need to even you know question that? <laughs> Or even research that. Look, I've got three apps that I use on here. I use Instagram, TikTok, and whatever else. And I'll, I and, and this phone icon here. And that's it. And no, and the camera button with the filters and all that crap. Outside of that, I don't use the internet. I don't search nothing like that. I don't listen to audio books or you know or podcasts. I just listen to music and watch videos. That's what this thing is for to send messages. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's yeah. the capabilities of what people have. It's they've kind of you know, they've kind of thrown away the knowledge and not really understanding what power they they really have to search out 
some information or a song or a fact or you know to get those those neurons firing in the right places it's just so easy these days yeah yeah for sure for sure so what artists so let's get back to you let's get back to you sibling um what are some of the artists you would you would like to work with like give me give me five and it could be from any any genre um dead dead or alive i'll even put it out like that uh dead or alive all right well shit tupac um tupac uh fat pet um Jay-Z, Rick Ross. Okay, I didn't expect you to say Rick Ross. Yeah, or, or, or I put in Snoop too. I put, I mean, Snoop, I mean, shit. So it's a few. Snoop. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that wasn't in no specific order, or was that in a specific order? Yeah, no, 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 that's no specific order. Oh. All right, okay, okay. So, if you had a, if you could click your finger and let's see, what are we in now, August? And by the end of the year, you're doing a, a DJ Khaled style little, whatever he does. What, what, what do you call them with that mix? Is that what you class it as a mixtape or is it an album? Oh, uh, yeah, albums. Albums, okay. Yeah. Who, who's on that there? Oh man, uh, Rick Ross, Jay Z. Um, I have Megan on there, of course. She had Don Tolliver, um, Snoop, just because he's OG. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll probably be a, a nice mix of like young and, and veteran acts. Okay, okay. Would you have yeah. any R- R&B acts on there? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, I definitely probably have about two R&B joints on there, two or three R&B records. Right. Okay. Okay. Just want, just want, just wanted to te- um, test the temperature to see where your your creative juices are flowing in that respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I half expected you to to mention a lot more H Town artists. To be fair. Oh yeah. 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 Cause there's just so much, man. You've just and there's, uh, uh, there's yeah. so many different types of artists down there as well, who have. Yeah. You but know, I mean, you, I said I said Megan and, and Don Tyler. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yes, 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 yes. And they're they're they're, they're they're doing their, their their thing at the moment, especially with with that that new video that Megan's got. Well, new song that Megan's got at the moment, which is. Yeah. Showing my age, I had to ask someone what on earth was, was going on. What does what's this WAP about, man? <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, right, me being across the pond and all that, right? Is that is that slanguage that is used prevalently like now, or is this some new thing that they're coming out with? Nah, that's just that just comes from a song, man. They just call the song that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm thinking that's the new the new thing out there, man. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I mean it might be now, but 
That's exactly what it be, man. That's exactly what it be. Yeah. So use you as a as a a black man in oh actually no in in America you, you um people class um you as African American, right? Yeah. Okay, right. I want to be. I want to be crystal clear with with the um, with the. I mean, African American. I'm not. I don't, I don't really get into all that. But yeah, African American, black. Yeah, I, I'm not really like one of the people that get into like super specific about that. <laughs> you want to change it every ten years? I'm surprised they haven't tried to change it already, man. For 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 2020, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's as long as it's respectful, it's all good. You know? uh, yeah, uh, this is it. This is it. Um. What is your real uh, spiritual standpoint? Do you, do you fall into a a, a a a sort of religion, or do you have like a spiritual system? Uh, Christian, yeah, I'm a Christian for sure. Okay, okay. Practicing? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a saint, but yeah. Ah well, yeah, we <laughs> they're only in the books, sibling. They're only in the books, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, all we can do is tr- try our, our our best to um read, interpret, and um do unto others as others would have to do unto you. So, what what kind of denomination are we talking? Pentecostal, Baptist? Uh, Baptist. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Blessed, blessed be. So, sibling. What is the best way for people to get in contact with you? Uh, man, just hit me up, man. Um, I'm Donnie Houston, letter I-M-D-O-N-N-I-E-H-O-U-S-T-O-N. That's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, everything. <laughs> <laughs> One thing. And if, you, if there's artists uh, out there, you know, that won't do some work, Man, hit me on the social, man. You know what I'm saying? Shoot me a DM. You know what I mean? I got all my... Uh, go to my social and I got all my email information on there, all my contacts there. Um, but yeah, let's work. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it in. Definitely. And very lastly, very lastly, what are some of the... What credits um are you known for production-wise? Uh, the biggest one probably is like the Slim Thug Peaceful Record. Um, so me and Slim got a whole lot of records. Rest in peace to the parking lot. Um, we just did um, the Paradise on the Thug Life album. Uh, me and Paul Wall got some joints. I've done stuff with Propane, Sauce Walker, Latoya Lucky. Um, did some remixes for Leon Bridges. Um, no managers. So Donnie's official like a referee with a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, a little bit, a little bit. You're doing your thing, man. You're doing your thing. I'll put all the links below, um, all your contact information. Um, and trustfully, you're gonna get you'll have some um, some international um, DMs coming through saying, "Yeah, man, hook me up with some of that, there, some of that fire." That's what it is, man. I appreciate you for having me, dog. Honest, man. Honest. Thanks for taking the time to tune into CFR Network. 
If you enjoyed the content, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. And if you ain't already, most definitely share. If you'd like to go that step further and to support the broadcast, go over to sbmentality.com and go get yourself some merch. And also go check out my sponsor over at Instagram, Supreme of the UK. Thank you for your continued support.